Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Husmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Husmo Black. How y'all doing out there? My favorite face, friend. Welcome to the Hustle Black Forum. Hey, you got me in live and living color here. September 13th, 2014. Well, it's the 13th now. It could be Friday the 13th. So <laughs> you can uh, uh, get, have some solace that it, uh, at least it's a Saturday. Hey, we got the Hustle Black Forum on the road uh, today. Uh, and I really do mean on the road. We 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 got our show traveling this weekend. Hey, no doubt. Hey, we we down in uh, Savannah, Savannah, Georgia. Uh, just kind of getting a little R R in. Coming back from Tybee Island. If you, how how many of my Facebook friends know anything about Tybee Island? <laughs> Hey, hey, the peanut gallery, they got it covered. Hey, hey too bad they don't know. Hey, welcome to the Hustle Black Forum, where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Talk Blog. We, we, like we don't like to get loud out here, though. We, we like to keep everything on an even keel. Uh, got a great show for you this evening. Uh, we're only going to be out here for an hour this evening. We, uh, we're we going to pack everything into that one hour, though, no doubt. We got the president planned for Syria. We got the town hall meeting in Ferguson to cover. We got Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson. Not that those two things are uh, uh, parallel. Uh, Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson, those are two separate, uh, completely different uh, incidents. Why Adrian Peterson is even uh, in the news, I don't know, for uh, discipline uh, his kid or something like that. That is crazy. But uh, we're going to be covering it all in the next hour. Y'all hang in there with me. Uh, the president president came on uh, Wednesday night uh, delivering a message to uh, the country, uh, spelling out his plan for Syria and how that thing is going to take shape. I don't like uh, that whole thing seemed kind of tricky to me. You know, anybody know anything about that road to, to Damascus? Uh, no, from just the uh, biblical times that that road to Damascus is uh, can be a slippery slope. Uh, yeah, that was the same road that uh, Peter got caught up on. You know, the, and from the story from the Bible, Apostle, Apostle uh, Peter, <laughs> he got caught up on that road to Damascus, and ain't, uh, he ain't been able to figure it out yet. Uh, so uh, this president or anybody else, <laughs> what chance do they have of uh, trying to figure that thing out? But uh, anyway, he laid out a plan for the. Calling for bombing Syria, really. I, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know how involved that's going to be. Seems like to me, uh, 
the president has uh, the people behind him. He's got 61% uh, of the American public in favor of some kind of action against uh, ISIS, even if it means uh, bombing Syria, even if it means uh, intervening in a uh, neutral country. Now, that, that to me is a little uh, circumspect. I mean, anytime you uh, – that's what we did in Iraq, and that thing ain't – ain't been put back together yet so it, we got to be careful for this country this president has to be care, careful and uh, bombing a neutral country uh, well I won't say a neutral country but a uh, solvent uh, country like uh, Syria Syria is a big crazy place it's already crazy with the uh, with a civil war going on, and two or three different factions fighting against uh, Assad, the president of, uh, of Syria. So when we start bombing that place, it's going to really uh, muddy uh, the waters, as they say. It's going to muddy the waters to no end when we start dropping bombs in there. Uh, I realize I'm a war veteran myself, so I, I, you know, I know all the, all too well the perils of uh, war and the damage that uh, that uh, that it can cause. And right now we've been at war for some 13 years since 9/11. Really, we've been at war, and no end in sight because. Uh, Obviously, the president has to do something when folks start chopping America's heads off. I mean, it's just, a, just the nature of the job that he owes. So he's got to respond to it some kind of way. It's just a matter of how how far that uh, that uh, we get involved in this thing. Uh, I, I'm for you know I I fully understand where the uh, president's coming from in terms of. Uh, enacting some kind of response for the brutality of uh, the uh, killings of the Americans there. It's just a matter of how many people you want to kill in response to it. I mean, 9-11, some 4,000 Americans were killed, and we, we've we killed, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand folks in response to that. So it's still killing them. Hey, uh he got me to hush just rambling on here this evening. We gonna be kinda of all over the place trying to uh get this thing in. Ferguson they had a town hall town hall meeting in Ferguson this past Monday. I don't know what came out of it. I don't know what came out of that meeting. Um I know it was a packed house. A lot of uh the citizens was there. Uh, uh, voicing uh, their opinions. Hopefully something to come out of it. I mean, Eric Hola, he's uh, <clears throat> he started this uh, federal investigation into uh, the police department of Fergus, Ferguson along with uh, the whole St. Louis County uh, um, police department or department St. Louis County, I guess, I don't know, I guess it contained several different uh, little townships and 
police departments. Uh, the city of St. Louis itself uh, is uh, in St. Louis County. So this thing that uh, Eric Holder is, is uh, in, uh, takes up quite a large area. Uh, and I think, I think it's justified because uh, if you look at what's been going on in that area for, I don't know, for the last 50 years, look like there. People who's been under uh, under constant attack from uh, the police, uh, which which means that uh, they've been under attack from the government. The police departments are part of the government. So anytime you start talking about police harassment and this and that about the police department, you're talking about harassment from uh, the government itself, and uh, that's what that's what this is. I'm, I'm Justice Department getting involved in it. I don't know what's going to come out of it, but sure, we can't continue to have our young men uh, shut down like animals in the street. We we got to <laughs> that. It's been going on far too long. I mean, we haven't put a stop to it yet, but I don't know. I think this is a something that's way overdue for that little area. I mean, they've got the Justice Department is investigating police departments all over the country. I think right now they've got some 25 open cases against police departments uh, uh, from Oakland, California to uh, uh, New Jersey. I mean, just a, uh, just a whole host of uh, infractions on uh, our community. <clears throat> by uh, various police departments, all in the name of uh, the law. So they say, I mean. But uh, we we think it's a, a good move on the part of the Justice Department, although he's taking a lot of heat. Eric Cole is taking a lot of heat uh, from uh, the right wing. Uh, so he's going to take he, uh, no matter what he does, him and the president. <laughs> hey, if you say driving while black is rough, try being president and black, or attorney general and black, and uh, that'll make that driving while black seem like a uh, <laughs> a uh, minor thing here, bringing some real perspective to it. Hey, y'all, uh, you got me, Hushmo, uh, just rambling on. It's about 10 minutes after 7 in the ATL, y'all. We come to you uh, from the ATL. Like I said, we're on the road this evening. We're way down in Savannah, Georgia, trying to get back to uh, trying to get back to a uh, a makeshift studio uh, <laughs> at my hotel. But we haven't quite made it yet, so y'all bear with me if you hear any... Uh, Strange noises in the background. It's just me and the boys. Uh, how does the record go? It's just me and the boys <laughs> trying to get down. Hey, welcome to the Hushmore Black Forum, though, y'all. I really enjoy. You know what our motto is out here: to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anybody out here. But we do. We uh, advocate advocate for social justice for Americans of African descent. Not because we don't love everybody. We love everybody. We just uh, by extension happen to be a part of that community and uh, 
find ourselves uh, advocating on their behalf. And Lord knows we need all the advocacy we could get in our community. Unemployment, 40%. <laughs> Police shooting us down like uh, some kind of a circus uh, uh, game shoot, uh, <laughs> uh, whatever. So we, we need all the advocacy we can get. We try to provide our old two-cent work out here on the Hushmore Black Forum, yeah. It's just a beautiful weekend here in uh, the ATL. In Savannah, we're down in Savannah. But I mean, we came down here uh, just to check the place out and ran into uh, ran into a, at this one place we're staying that ran into this football team. Uh, I guess they got a big football game going out here, Savannah State and. Uh, Fort Valley State uh, is playing this evening. I don't, I don't know what kind of game that is or what uh, the magnitude of the game is on a national level, but uh, it certainly is big enough for the people that's <laughs> involved in it. Uh, they seem to be pretty excited about it this morning. But the, Hey, y'all, it's about 7.13 here. we just about up on a break right now. We're going to take a quick one. We'll be right back after the break here. You got me to hush, Mom. Y'all hang in there. We'll be back. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
looking at what's going on with uh, in the NFL, y'all, uh, with uh, the Ray Rice story. And uh, Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson was indicted here over uh, what is alleged to be some kind of a child injury. But these people, you know, uh, this is the biggest bull. And the only reason they even is attempting to do anything to this man is because he's Adrian Peterson uh, with the millions of dollars at his disposal. The uh, and uh, of course somebody wants some of it. Somebody see you with some money, they're going to try to go after it. I don't know all the details of this. Sometime last year, a year before last, he was disciplining this kid, whooping him with a switch, and somehow put some blisters on the boy's arm. But so I don't know that, what that story is. All I know is that guy should not be indicted. I don't know if uh, I charged but discipline his kids. That's the biggest bunch of baloney I've ever seen in my life. And now, somehow, to uh, compare those two things with the, uh, well, to compare the two uh, stories there, the Ray Rice, where he knocked out his fiance at the time, and Adrian Peterson disciplined his little four-year-old son, it's totally different uh, cases. Should not be in a mingle or uh, uh, brought together in any kind of way, in any kind of way, in my opinion. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll have to see. We don't know too much about the Adrian Peterson's uh, incident. It just happened just you know this week that we the public found out about it. I found out about it anyway. So I don't have a lot of uh, info on it yet. But uh, just off top, it appears to do to be uh, uh, much ado about nothing. Appears to be much ado about nothing. Now, I don't know uh, where it's going to land, but I'm of the opinion that uh, Adrian Peterson is being railroaded by uh, good old uh, Texas, the government in Texas there, uh, solely because he's Adrian Peterson with uh, millions of dollars at his disposal, and somebody wants some of it. Yeah, not only the kid's mother, the I don't, you know, like I said, I don't know the whole story. I won't really go off on the. I'm not going to go off into it too much because I don't, I don't know the story. To uh, yeah, they executed the British hostages. Well, we got some more, uh, <laughs> got some more, uh, got some more news for you, y'all. Just breaking news: ISIS execute British hostages. David Haynes, abducted in March 2013 near Syrian uh, refugee camp, was ex- executed. Uh, that's the latest that's popping out. I don't know. It's just crazy. ISIS execute British hostage. They don't know. They got the guy's face there. He's just cutting people's heads off over there. Like it's, I don't know where that thing's leading, y'all. I don't like it. I don't like us getting involved in it. I don't like anything about it. Although I understand the president of the United States and now is going to have to uh, respond to it, even though that's precisely what the uh, that's excite, exactly what the uh, this ISIS group wants. They want American British and Britain to get involved in this thing in a large way. I don't know to what end. I mean, 
for sure. Uh, when America started dropping bombs over there, they're going to kill a lot of people. Uh, how many they're going to kill, I don't know. Whether they ever wipe them out, I don't know. But I know for a fact they're going to kill a lot of these people before this thing is over there. president already said that it's going to take uh, up to three years to get this thing done, maybe even more than that, because remember, we've been fighting for that war since 9-11. Since 9-11, yeah. And this thing here is going to push it somewhere down the road another five, ten years before this thing is over. I don't know. I don't know. Well, this is all new, uh, brand new, y'all. Just breaking. I'm trying to get a handle on it. Uh, uh, this guy is accused of uh, Asia Peterson. By the way, here's the charges. This guy is too, uh, accused of using a switch to discipline his son. Wow. This is the biggest, uh, biggest, what I see, uh, 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 nothing that I can, uh, that you can imagine. Yeah, something's going on over there with these people keep cutting people's heads off, though, and publicizing it on uh, the Internet and the, for the world to see. Certainly, they're not gaining uh, any kind of public support in the non-Muslim nations anyway. I don't know how much even the Muslim nations uh, are. <clears throat> I don't even know how much uh, the Muslim countries are supporting this group. These people look like they're, of course, they got an ideology. They got their own ideology. How we choose to deal with that is... I don't think bombs is going to be the answer because it's not going to change their uh, their thought process. But uh, I, I don't know. So it's more to it than that. You got to go in there and try to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. One thing I know, they're uh, there's going to be a long, drawn-out, protracted uh, type of war. Well, battle. The president called the war. He says the response to the terrorist act. Well, the only time you start killing people and dropping bombs, that's a war to me. I don't know what else I could call it. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what else I can call it. Now, some people might call it something else, but if it feels like a war, looks like a war, people getting killed like in wars. Uh, hey, it's a war. Uh, so. That's what. That's how we're gonna frame it out here. We're gonna call it a war. 
We are definitely going to call the war out here, y'all. What else is going on in the world, y'all? Hey, go to my website, hushboblack.com. Buy my book, my new book. I've got a press release just that came out. Go out there and check it out. Go to my waist. Go to my go to my uh, webpage, hushboblack.com. From there, you can get to my uh, blog. And also, you can uh, get to my Facebook page. Follow us on Facebook and like that page. Check my new book out, Racism and Hate in American Reality, y'all. It's timely. It is timely, to say the least, with uh, what's going on in the country. Shed some light on uh, the economic inequality debate that uh, we're having. It definitely shed some light on that thing. Looking at, uh, we were looking at, uh, well, listening to um, Herman Cain. Listening to Herman Cain on the radio the other day talking about, uh, well, first of all, Herman Cain is a, uh, I, I, I don't know what he is really. He, He's this black conservative Republican, or he claims to be, and uh, as if he's uh, some conservative uh, in being a, a black Republican, uh, and uh, he's not. He's not. It's been a whole coming out of the Civil War. Realized that uh, most of uh, the ex-freed slaves. Uh, Murphed into a, well, not murphed into, or became Republicans initially because Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. And I don't know, up until, I guess, FDR or Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, they were predominantly Republican. Now, FDR with the the Great Society and all that stuff, the WPA and all that stuff, uh, recruiting blacks into government employment, and training blacks uh, uh, into uh, semi-skilled uh, uh, labor jobs and the like, the Democrats slowly started to uh, make inroads into uh, the black community. Yeah, FDR. Prior to that, I, I don't know, I'd be willing to bet 80, 80 to 90% of blacks if they uh, uh, profess to have a... Uh, Political inkling, it was a, a Republican. Well, absolutely. Uh, we just uh, uh, got up until FDR. Remember, the whole the, the whole South where uh, uh, most blacks stayed uh, was under the Dixiecrats or the Democrats, Southern uh, white Democrats. Uh, rule uh, their uh, life, their daily life impacted it and. What they uh, got out of that was nothing but uh, separate equal Jim Crow laws some hundred years after the Civil War. That was the uh, relationship with uh, 
what they considered at that time the Democratic Party. Now, the Democratic Party in the South was different uh, in a lot of respects than uh, the Democrats up north. But uh, unfortunately, the blacks of the South, they didn't, you know, they, they only had to go by their own personal experience. And that was living under Jim, the Democratic South, uh, imposing Jim Crow uh, laws on them that injured them uh, uh, throughout the society. So, yeah, we, we uh, it took a lot to get the blacks to, uh, to buy into that Democratic Party. And one of the things that got them to buy into it was the yard there after, uh, coming out of the Depression. Uh, my family here in Georgia, uh, they, uh, my father, he, uh, uh, first exposure he got to the federal government in terms of working was on the WPA, yeah, yeah, working on the Tennessee Valley Authority, uh, the dam projects, all that was, uh, the WPA under, uh, under Roosevelt. He got... Uh, a lot of my family members' uh, first exposure to government employee employment came through uh, those programs back there in the 30s. Some of them left Georgia and, and uh, followed those jobs all the way to Washington, D.C. back in the 30s and 40s and still live there today. Some of my relatives still live there today, migrating from Georgia, following the government jobs to Washington. Well, that was the first exposure to government uh, employment for a lot of blacks. Uh, and over time, since the 30s, uh, the government right now is one of the largest employers of uh, black blacks in this country today. Uh, but, I mean, prior to that, we... Blacks was predominantly Republicans. Herman Cain seemed to somehow think that he's some kind of novelty by being a, because he's a, uh, this uh, black conservative Republican, whatever that means. I don't, I don't even know what a, a conservative Republican is, really. Huh? And nobody's ever defined that uh, to my satisfaction. What is a conservative Republican yeah. and what makes them so different than any other Americans uh, they haven't been able to to uh, sort that thing out in my mind anyway uh, like I said we American Vashman is said uh, don't uh, I don't uh, classify myself in any of those groups the liberals the conservatives or the progressives uh, Americans of African descent are not, uh, in my mind, uh, part of two, any of those uh, various uh, factions. What we are, what I am, uh, I'm a victim of uh, the government. Yeah, people don't like to hear uh, <laughs> you call yourself a victim, but that's exactly what I am, born in 1945 without 14th Amendment protection. Yeah, I didn't have any 14th Amendment protection when I started school in 1951. I was I went to an inferior uh, school, uh, right past a brand new uh, a school down the street. I had to pass by that thing going all the way to McDonough, Georgia, to the county seat to go to this rundown, uh, dilapidated inferior uh, school because 
my 14th Amendment rights were not protected, injured me and millions of other uh, Americans of African descent throughout the, the country, not just the South, not just the South, yeah. Now, the South, no doubt, had most of the separate equal laws in place, but that Americans of African descent was affected by uh, those separate equal laws throughout the country because uh, Plessy codified all those laws into national law. Uh, the labor unions in the North was just as segregated. The assembly lines at General Motors and Ford was just as discriminatory in wages as uh, uh, as uh, they were in the South. So, yeah, blacks were affected and injured by the separate equal laws throughout the country, not just, uh, not just the South, yeah. Hey, y'all, uh, we read up against this again. It's about 20 minutes to 8. We're going to take another quick pause for the calls here. And come back, and we're only going to be out here an hour tonight. We on the road. When we on the road, we try to narrow this thing down to an hour, just for uh, our sake, <laughs> as much as yours. I know, Peter Gary, how y'all doing tonight? Okay. We are uh, trying to cut this thing down to an hour when we're on the roads. What we're doing tonight here? Going to take another quick pause for the calls, y'all. Y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the National Bank Forum. It's about uh, quarter till, yeah, quarter till eight o'clock. We got about another fifteen minutes to go, and we're gonna close this thing down for this evening. We're on the road. We're out here on the road. That's why uh, we're only coming to you for an hour this evening. Coming to you. Live and in living color from the ATLs, our home base. Like I said, we're on the road. We're way down in Savannah this weekend. So we're going to be uh, closing this thing down here tonight. Kind of early. Just trying to catch up on uh, this breaking news here with the execution of, of this British citizen. Uh, this thing is getting murky and murkier by the day, y'all. This thing is getting crazier by the day. I don't know. One thing's for sure, it's not going to be an easy solution to this thing. A lot of folks going to die. That can be assured. Other than that, the outcome is anybody's guess. The outcome is anyone's guess, yo. I don't know. Well, the sports part of this program is <laughs> is not so uh, is not so uh, upbeat, y'all. The Braves, the Braves, have lost two straight games. They're in a in the fight of their life for uh, this last playoff spot, and they've lost two games. One two to one. The other one three two. Today, I mean. We got to win those games. We can't afford to lose another game and hope to try to make the playoffs. I don't like the offense, but I'm one thing. I uh, I'm preferring the coach. Now you you <laughs> we, we, we ship we ship quite a few players out, but uh, no, we got a couple of players that need shipping out too. But more so than that, I I prefer uh, the coach. I don't like the coach. You can't fire all the players. I mean, that's obvious. What else going on in sports, y'all? I don't know what the score is on the Georgia-South Carolina game, but the last I looked, South Carolina was beating Georgia 14-10 to 10 right before the half. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? I don't think, I don't think, that's, I don't think that score is going to hold, y'all. I think Georgia's going to come back and uh, win that game, but it sure didn't look good that first half. It sure didn't look good the first half. Uh, I don't know what. I don't know what. Uh, I'm trying to get an update since I'm here on the uh, Valdosta, the Fort Valley, Fort Valley State and Savannah State game. So you. Uh, 
folks interested in uh, historically black colleges, football schools. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the, that school is. I can't seem to pick them up on. Uh, I can't seem to pick them up on my little uh, monitor here. I'll try to do a little more research into what's going on in that game. I'd like to be able to, since I'm in Savannah, I would like to uh, be be able to report on it. But uh, I don't know right now. Can anybody know? We'll, We'll have to see if we can pull it up on the Internet some kind of way. See if we can update you before we get off the air. So I, I got a lot of friends. I got a I got a few friends that went to vote Fort Valley State and Savannah State. So I'm kind of neutral. I don't. My kids went to a predominantly black college, but it was J State, good old Jackson State over in Mississippi. So if they're not playing, I don't uh, keep up with them as closely as I should. But I do like I like to. Uh, I like to tune in to them from time to time to see where they're at. You know, the black colleges uh, really got decimated there when uh, the white schools in the South started recruiting uh, black athletes back back during Bear Bryant's Alabama days, uh, back in the late 60s, early 70s. They started uh, taking away a lot of the, the best athletes uh, from the uh, smaller black schools, and uh, that kind of... Uh, uh, left the uh, programs uh, at a disadvantage when it comes to uh, major football. Uh, you know, I was a time, there was a time when Gramlin, Gramlin and Southern and all those schools used to be powerhouses, national powerhouses, sending more players to uh, the NFL than uh, a lot of the major white schools. Oh yeah, Gremlin. At one point, in fact, Gremlin had more players in the NBA in the NFL than just about any any school in the country. Gremlin University under uh, Eddie Robertson. Eddie Robertson sent more players to the pros than just about any coach in football history. Yeah, huh? yeah. But uh, with integration, like <laughs> so many other things, uh, we found ourselves. Uh, we suffered from it. I mean, obviously, uh, overall, it uh, uh, improved our lot. But uh, in a lot of ways, we uh, it was negatively uh, impacted by uh, integration, if you will. I, you know, from from that from that uh, standpoint, anyway, just uh, the recruitment of athletes. We definitely suffered there, or at least the predominantly black schools here who provide <laughs> some 90% of uh, college graduates of uh, Americans with African descent. Those schools graduate about 90% of blacks uh, in this country, believe it or not. Hey, uh, what else going on in the world? Uh, we got so much, so many things are going on. We Uh, so many things are going on here. Most of it negative <laughs> stuff. Uh, let's see real quick what my Facebook friends are talking about here. 
see if I got any. Uh... Oh no, see it ain't so. What is that? Somebody's talking about Georgia. <laughs> well, I don't know.
nothing uh, more or less than that. Government uh, oppression is what it was. Yeah. So we talk about it. We talk about it. We advocate for reparation as one of the uh, means to uh, correct the economic inequality. We argue for reparation, not based on slavery. We turned that thing over to the man upstairs a long time ago. We argue a reparation based on uh, 14th Amendment violations that uh, occurred after the 14th Amendment was in place in 1868. Uh, up until 1954, uh, we, uh, we didn't have 14th Amendment protections, which we should have. And it wasn't just in schools. It wasn't just uh, this one narrow uh, uh, part of our society. It was throughout the society. Schools, work, uh, public uh, facilities, uh, you name it, throughout uh, the society. Uh, I was injured, and uh, millions of others. So we argued reparation based on 14th Amendment uh, violations that uh, was overturned in that Brown versus Board of Education case in 1954. We, at the time, as a a community uh, um, did not uh, and were not sophisticated enough to pressure Thurgood Marshall and his legal team, the NAACP, into petitioning that court in 1954 to uh, for financial reparations when they won the case. They won the case. We don't have to relitigate uh, anything. I'm not for relitigating anything. I'm for petitioning the court for financial reparations, which never occurred. And it's not uh, about uh, some statute of limitations that ran out because there's no statute of limitations on genocide, and that's what the separate equal laws over 100 years amounted to, genocide. Hundreds of blacks was killed, murdered, hung, uh, all kinds of uh, Things happened to him over that uh, period of time there. So, uh, yeah, it was genocide. And, and so, no, there's no statute of limitation. Uh, my big thing is now that uh, we need to uh, uh, petition, oh, well, go to Eric Holder, the Attorney General, and have him look into uh, get 100,000 signatures on a uh, 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 hundred thousand signatures asking the attorney general to look into uh, uh, petitioning the court uh, for those uh, 1954 uh, um, reparations that we won uh, in that case. That case uh, lasted some 20 years, y'all. Uh, NAACP and Thurgood Marshall and that team fought that thing for over 20 years from 1933 to 1954, continuously one lawsuit after another. Uh, trying to overthrow the separate equal laws, they weren't just. Uh, it wasn't just about uh, school integration. Now, true enough, a lot of those lawsuits had to do with integrating universities and higher education. But that case was about setting aside Plessy, Plessy versus Ferguson, the 1896 law that codified all of the uh, Southern separate equal laws, international law, not just uh, school integration. Because remember, Ferguson. Uh, Ferguson, Plessy uh, uh, versus Ferguson didn't have anything to do with school integration. It had to do with Homer Ferguson, Homer Plessy, 
been uh, denied his 14th Amendment right, and he lost that case. But that's what the case was about. The case was about Homer Plessy went to the Supreme Court asking them to uphold his 14th Amendment uh, uh, protection. The Supreme Court in 1896 refused to do that. In fact, they said that Homer Plessy, uh, they could separate Homer Plessy and his people, black people, out of uh, white society altogether. And that's what happened. That's what happened for the next hundred years, y'all. They separated black people out of white society. Uh, that's just a that's just a fact, y'all. That ain't nothing I made up. I can't make up nothing. That's just a fact. Hey, y'all. Uh, Pray for now. Eight o'clock here. We're gonna bring this thing to a close, y'all. We're gonna come back to you next week, same time, same station. 9-20-2014 next year. We'll be back with you with our regular two-hour show um, and uh, try to make up for lost time. In the second week, we've only had an hour out here with my fans. You know how much I I love uh, entertaining you all. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, we... So, uh, yeah, next week you got two hours, y'all. Uh, until then, we're going to cut this thing off and uh, wish y'all a, a great, great uh, rest of your weekend here. And we'll see you next week. Ciao. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum www.blogtalkradio.com